Hey, another great episode of Roundup is coming up next. If you like what you heard, please go online to redsearadio.org and donate, become a monthly sustaining member, and keep us on the air. Thank you and God bless. Good morning and welcome to Red Sea Roundup. I'm your host, Judy Como. Today is Wednesday, March 28th of the Holiest of Holy Weeks. Welcome our listeners uh, to our show. And uh, you know it's going to be a great show when you get to see the station manager yank the headphones off of his head (laughs) trying to reach across the room. Uh, (laughs) You can take it. You can take it. Good morning, Thaddeus. Good morning, Judy. You? Man, it's been a long time since you I've seen me, you. Huh? Yeah. Good to see you. Are you telling me that no one has harassed you since the last time I was here? I find that very difficult to mm, believe. Well, considering that I work with one Dennis and Maka, that would be impossible. Just uh, So you came in to harass us both, I imagine. Well, you know, I... Uh... Had a feeling I was going to be slammed on the air if I wasn't going to put on some headphones. Oh, please. So. Oh, please. <laughs> I just had this gut feeling, so I snuck into the room before the, the show started. Good morning. Right. Good, Good idea. morning, Judy. Good How's morning, How's it going? Dennis. Doing well. We're doing well. You have bigger fish to fry. I know why you're in here to talk. Why is that? Because we got a big event coming up in Waco. <laughs> That's, I was making sure we were going to cover it that at the beginning of the show. We have... In just over three weeks from uh, today, we have Patrick Madrid is coming in for our annual benefit dinner for KYAR and Central Texas Red Sea Catholic Radio. Whoop. And well, yeah, I mean, Sikkim. Yeah, Sikkim yeah. bears. The, the bears come. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we are very excited to have Patrick Madrid in. He's coming in to talk about a course in Eucharistic miracles, and it is going to be an incredible presentation. The, uh, the hall that we have is is not quite the size that we would like it to be. We are very grateful for Sacred Heart for hosting again this year. But you know what, folks? We're outgrowing that hall. So that's exciting. Yes, to, it is. So if you want your ticket, there are very few left. And so if you're going to want to see Patrick Madrid at our annual benefit dinner, um, you better get your tickets today because uh, our just a couple more tables and we'll be full. How, so, do, how do we get tickets? If they go to our website at redcradio.org forward slash donate, and you can find your t- tickets or tables there. Um, just today, we've had reservations coming in. Each of the last several days, we've had new reservations. So um, we are nearing capacity. And um, I hate to be the bad guy, but we're going to have to shut it off, I think, this year at our capacity to, for that hall, which well, is very exciting. Sell some standing room only. <laughs> There's a thing called fire code. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. we've got to obey Anthony's that. When we have our spaghetti dinner, I'm kind of like, oh, Lordy. Yeah. I know we're way over it's that. It's exciting, though. We are very excited for Patrick to come back into this area of Texas. Um, the last time that he was here, he presented at our benefit dinner for, for the Brazos Valley 
Catholic yeah, Radio and just did an amazing job. He's so. not only a great speaker, he takes so much time after the fact signing at the book signing table. I oh, mean, yeah. He will sit and talk, chat with people and he really gives of himself. So, oh, yeah. Please He's come. very, very wonderful to speak with in person and uh, his presentations are amazing. So I, I know that he's had great reviews and never have we had him on the air three hours every single day before a benefit dinner. So the people are really excited about it. They're filling up the tables very quickly. So wanted to come say we're going to have great food, great fellowship. Uh, some adult beverages are going to be there. You know, if you uh, sick them, bear sick them. Yeah, it's it's exciting <laughs> that our benefit dinner is a lot of fun and we keep it flowing all night and uh, literally. Yeah, actually, we keep the event flowing and the, the, the drinks are there. Uh, we will have security. So to keep, you know, Thaddeus from going a little over overboard. So. The, but yeah, the, we want when's you to the date and tell us the date uh, again. Yeah, April nineteenth, Thursday. It's coming up uh, just around the corner at Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Waco. Once again, if you go to redcradio.org and uh, click on Patrick's face or go to forward slash donate, you can get right there. And then the next day in Waco, he's still on to to do a show from Waco. He's actually correct? doing two shows two that shows. morning from St. Peter's Catholic Center. Yeah. Um, there's not going to be a live audience, so don't go bum rushing. St. Peter's. Um, But uh, he'll do a three-hour show from Waco the morning of the benefit dinner and the next day after. So it's going to be busy times for us. That's neat. That's really neat. Stephanie's doing a great job with the decorations. The the benefit theme is Eucharist is Thanksgiving. So it's going to be all about the Holy Eucharist. Which it is. Yeah. We've got some wonderful testimony to share from one of our incredible listeners. Um, just going to knock your socks off. Get ready off. for that, folks. Yeah, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. So hopefully that person can come, um, but uh, we're praying for that to happen. So, Name it. Claim it. Yeah. If she can't come in person, I'm going to read the testimony nonetheless, but it's going to be... Oh, yeah. It's, it's very, just going to be great. Very powerful. Red Sea Catholic Radio, uh, God is touching lives through Red Sea Catholic Radio all over the place, and specifically in Central Texas. So those uh, Central Texas folks need to come and support Red Sea Catholic Radio. But we're very blessed to have our Red Sea app that we can uh, download and we can listen to. You can. Go to to your app store and go to uh, Red Sea, Red-C Radio, then put colon. And if you're in the KEDC area, put KEDC. If you're in the KYAR area, Put K-Y-A-R mm-hmm. and you can, you'll get it. Download it for free. We got a lot, hundreds of, of people that have already done that. I love mine. Yeah, me I too. So thanks be to God. We're having a great benefit dinner coming up and uh, he's passing me some notes. I'm not supposed to say that on the air. No, no, no. That's I know it. It's for later for you to consider. Yeah, so we're excited. Uh, but everyone, come Quick one, on come all, on your feet. and sign up quickly. And I look forward to seeing you there and giving you a big old Red Sea Catholic Radio family hug. And then you look forward to seeing um, the two of us at uh, our next topic that we're going to discuss, which is the uh, Good Friday Stations of the Cross procession at St. Anthony's, right? Yes, I will Absolutely. be. We got Cody Ponzio on the line, youth minister at St. Anthony's. Good morning, Cody. Talk about that. Oh yes, howdy everyone, and, and good morning to you too. It is it is definitely a great a great Holy Week, and I know it's going to be an even better one this year as it always as it always is. But uh, yes, our um, our high school youth at St. Anthony's Catholic Church this Friday, starting at 3 p.m. at St. Anthony's Catholic Church, will be reenacting the Stations of the Cross. And as everybody knows, the Stations of the Cross is the path that Jesus took 
on on his way to his ultimate sacrifice and, and resurrection. And I mean, in the Catholic faith and tradition, it's always been just something, you know, fun to do, something very reverent and prayerful that that people can get involved with. This will actually be my 10th year as in, um, involved with the youth with Life Stations of the Cross, not not as a as a cast member, but as as the director. I've been doing that for the past three years, and every year it's something different. Every year it's it's a new experience. It's it's the same Stations of the Cross, but it's it's never the same the same thing twice. The teens are very excited to put this on. We're putting the final touches on on everything, and we just we want to invite everyone out there, whether you're Catholic, Christian, or you know, atheist, agnostic, whatever. We just invite you to to come out and to to just follow us and follow us on this journey with Christ to you know grow grow better with our faith or just grow grow better with other people and grow better with ourselves. That's really the whole point of this is to become stronger and become you know find find our path, find what we're what we're looking for in life. Absolutely, Cody. Um, <clears throat> tell us um, some of the details about uh, someone who's never even heard of it and hasn't been to the live stations, um, as we were talking a little bit beforehand, um, you have kind of experienced this uh, live stations from a, several different perspectives, probably going to the stations before you were in high school and then being a part of it uh, and then coming back as a core team member and, and now the youth minister. Um, so give us some details about someone coming to it for the first time. Coming coming into it for the first time, it's it's definitely a story about passion. It's definitely a story about compassion, and it's definitely a story about struggle. Jesus on that road has you know he's gone through his life. He's lived a, you know a good thirty years of his life teaching, preaching, doing everything that he needs to, and now he has come to the point in his life where he has to fulfill the greatest of fulfillments and. Throughout the journey, he is scared, but he is he is empowered by God through his his prayer life and through his his just compassion for others. And he ta- he takes the beating, he takes the the road less traveled to you know put himself on the line to forgive sins and to you know wash us wash us clean. And for someone like I said that is that has never been to it, you'll just you'll learn about the struggle of of life. You'll learn about, you know, it's, it's going to be tough, you know, some decisions that you make and some, and, and God's plan for us may not always be what, what we envision it to be. But in the, at the end, if we can just, if we can um, right the storm, if we can just uh, get through it and find the people around us to make that path a little bit easier, you're going to find peace within yourself and you're going to find, you're going to find peace with others in a world that's kind of struggling right now with, with peace and with, with evil and every, and everything else like that. So for those of you that have never, those of you listening right now that have never been to Stations of the Cross, I highly recommend that you come to this event and you just li- listen, just watch, watch what goes on and listen to the, the prayers and what's, what's being said and just picture yourself as those people. Picture yourself as Simon who was just pulled from the crowd and having to carry this incredibly heavy, heavy burden of, of the cross and having to carry a, a, a just a beat up Jesus. Find your, find yourself in Veronica who wipes the face of Jesus or find yourself in the weeping women as they see one of their greatest, not really idols, but just greatest, greatest people of all time, just struggle and go through this, even though he, he could just snap his fingers and all the pain would be released. Yeah. Wow. That's um, a great way to, to invite it. What I, uh, 
what has changed at St. Anthony since our pastor, Father Joseph, um, he, he has moved the liturgy plan of the day to uh, experience veneration of the cross, the traditional uh, time of worship on Good Friday uh, is at two o'clock and it flows right into these live stations. So we will hear uh, the passion proclaimed and experience it and go through the beautiful liturgy of um, veneration of the cross and still being able to receive the Holy Eucharist um, on a day that um, we should have the opportunity to appreciate it even more than usual and then flow into this live depiction. And um, we have um, for it's about a three mile walk. Uh, through the neighborhood that surrounds St. Anthony, and we go a little ways and stop and experience the next station. And we end up in the area behind our, to the side of our church with a beautiful reenactment uh, of the last few stations. We have a a trailer that has chairs on it that if you're not able to walk the entire walk or any part of it, if you have young children, we invite you to bring a wagon, or we've had kids ride their bikes, and um, it's it's a very powerful experience to come to. So uh, that would be, give us the details uh, one more time before we have to head off into the rest of the show, Cody. Absolutely. So Live Stations of the Cross is this Friday, Good Friday. It starts at around around 3, or 3 p.m., 3.15 p.m. It'll be at the conclusion of veneration of the cross in St. Anthony's Catholic Church, and like like you said, Judy, it's about a it's about a three mile walk, and we should be we should be finished around five thirty or six p.m. back at the church. We will have a trailer provided for all those that um, may want to take a break from walking or that can't walk the entirety of the route, and we will also have refreshments available for anyone that needs that needs a drink, and we will also have. Uh, some some sunscreen or just anything else that, that people may need as they walk the path Absolutely. of Jesus. All right, Cody, thank you so much for calling in, and um, I look forward to uh, experiencing this with you on Good Friday. Thanks a lot. Thank you. All right, thank you again, Judy, and God bless everyone. All right, great. Um, Thaddeus, I know you and your family have come um, to the stations um, and have a, a group of people that y'all have kind of— mm-hmm kind of your family tradition. Yeah, it's it has become a family tradition that the children were just talking about it this morning that they're um, looking forward to doing it. You know, I have three three uh, young boys, one, one who's just under two, but the other two are nine and four, uh, and their favorite part of it is the Roman soldiers. Very realistic, <laughs> uh, very um, realistic. Um, it's interesting from a youth ministry standpoint to uh, take about a month out of our, not out of our program, but rather than our typical lesson on a Wednesday night for about a month, we really focus in on this, but we, um, it's not a play. We talk every week uh, and we give reflections to, to begin with, we watch a edited version of the Passion of the Christ Mm. while we pray the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. And um, it's, that in itself is a very powerful experience to yeah. pray the words uh, for the sake of his sorrowful passion when you see the scourging, when you see him fall for the first and second time, when you see Veronica wipe the face of it while you're praying this beautiful prayer of uh, mercy. 
it just takes it to another level right there from the beginning. And we, um, we have a discernment and we're very prayerful about who is going to portray the different, uh, parts. It's, um, not your regular depiction of the passion where all the teens are already in costume because it flows right into it. So during the veneration of the cross, you'll see, you know, robes and, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. And, um, you know, I, I doubt on the day of that the crowd were speaking in unison, crucify him, crucify him. So it's, it's very real. Yeah. It's very real. And, um, like Cody was in, encouraging us to, uh, really take a step into it. Of course, when you're going from station to station, it's easy to get chatty and, um, but we're, that's parts of the body of Christ to, to continue. And you, people come out of their homes and stand in their front yard and see us as we go by. And uh, we go by Twin City Mission mm-hmm. right at the time when um, Simon is invited to help, <laughs> invited quotation marks, and we're <laughs> right next to a place that needs our help. And um, so that's some intentionality to our route. Um very very blessed to be a part of it. Yeah. Every year we kind of try to figure out how long have we been doing this, but I would say we're pretty close to 20 years. Wow. I didn't know it had been going on for that long. Maybe 18, but still. But um, <clears throat> I haven't even mentioned uh, our guest that's going to be here for the second portion. Uh, my guest today is Deacon J. Paul Rodriguez from St. Margaret Mary Parish in Cedar Park. And we're going to talk about a lot of things, but... Um, one of the important things that we'll talk about is some of his music, and we're going to get to share some of that um, on the on the air live, not live, but we will share the music. Something new to my show, I've not been able to uh, incorporate music into it, so um, we're going to go to a break, and we'll come back on the other side with Deacon J. Paul Rodriguez. Back to Red Sea Roundup, and you may notice that that's not our usual bumper music. Um, my guest today is Deacon J. Paul Rodriguez, and we're going to be showcasing some of his music. Um, I'd like for us to listen to the song Waiting for You, an invitation to uh, Jesus's presence in the tabernacle during adoration.
Good morning, Deacon Paul. Welcome to our show. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Pretty good. I just finished uh, with uh, some stuff here at the church and got online with you. Well, um, I think it's an overall picture of how uh, chaotic our lives can be sometimes if uh, our listeners and you could see us scurrying here in the uh, studio um, for uh, to bring us all up to the same time and same place. I want to welcome uh, Deacon Paul Rodriguez. He is a deacon at St. Margaret Mary Parish in Cedar Park. Um, today's a kind of a colliding of a bunch of different worlds today because I've known you or known of you for quite a long time. And um I welcome you to the show, and um, I'd like you to give us a little introduction of uh, who you are and a couple of reasons that we're here today, of course, to showcase some of your music from your uh, new CD, More Like Christ, and um, so catch catch our listeners up on some of the details of what brought you here today. Well, uh, actually... Music brought me into into the church from the very beginning in college, and I actually played at at, uh, at the Texas A and M on the Saturday night mass uh, with some friends for a very long time, and it all kind of started there, and just uh, continued to grow in me uh, a, a love for the liturgy, a love for writing music, and and just giving it all to God in in one way or another. And uh, culminated in in uh, just being able to continue composing and to finding the right mixture of songs and and came together found the right person in my life uh, that God obviously put there and and uh, we built a studio together and uh, and this was one of our first products from that studio and uh, it's it's something that we'd like to open up as a ministry to other Catholic artists. Uh, to help them move from from where they are and and being able to get their message out even more uh, because that's important. There's a lot of great artists out there that aren't being heard, especially in, in the liturgy area because there's a there's a real beauty in that as as people go to mass and that's where you have them every Sunday, every Saturday, and so that's what where I think it counts the most is when you have the attention of everyone. Uh, you're adding to the to the prayer of the mass uh, with the music, and it just makes a beautiful combination of, of bringing everything all together when everything else around <laughs> you is in chaos. Right, I agree, hundred and ten percent. I am a pastoral musician as well, and have been a part of that. Um, I want to remind our listeners that this is a live show. And that if you have any comments or questions, I invite you to call in uh, 85-LOVE-RED-SEA. That's 855-683-7332. Um, our mutual friend, Deacon Bill Scamardo, um, was a part. Y'all were ordained together. Is that correct? Yes, we're, we're called the Millennial Deacons. Yeah. We were ordained in 2000. <laughs> That's awesome. I was there on that day. Uh, Bill is my cousin, and he's also my neighbor. And he and his brother uh, were a huge part of teaching, giving me guitar lessons at a a very young age. And um, not only uh, 
music in the church, but uh, secular music that we learned together. Uh, every Sunday afternoon, I would go over there and we'd just kind of jam for a little while. But uh, as <clears throat> I grew up and uh, away, f- moved away for a while, when I'd come home, still would have that uh, connection with him and with um, being a part of the liturgy. And uh, so I agree with uh, everything that you had to say. Um, if you could uh, catch us up on your day-to-day, um, give us some details about your uh, family life. Well, um, I have been a deacon since 2000, so the church is a big part of that. I still work in the world, you know, uh, in uh, computer uh computers, you know, with, uh, support and in a, in a banking industry. And, and I try to do other things as well. I try to write music and I also serve still in the uh, national guard as an army chaplain assistant, wow. um, uh, a master sergeant with a 36 infantry division. And so it's a, it's a, it's a large job, uh, sometimes, uh, overwhelming, but, uh, God always finds a way to put someone in your life or uh, people praying for you so that you get from one thing to the next. And this Holy Week, Holy Week was no exception. It's just one thing after another. And, you know, people don't schedule when, when they're going to die or, Absolutely. or anything like that. So you have to, you have to take, pick it up as it comes along. And that's what happened this week was just one thing after another. Um, but you have to just march through it. You, you knew I knew what I was doing when I said yes to God, and and my wife uh, understood what it was, what it would mean. And and I try to make a balance of it. It's it's not been too difficult after you get the hang of it. But uh, this would be my seventeenth, eighteenth uh, Holy Week as a deacon. Well, I um, resonate with what you're saying. Um, I've mentioned before on my show uh, and my close circle of friends and it's growing and growing that know that my husband has completed his first year of formation in the diaconate process. And um, we were blessed to hear you and Veronica talk to us uh, several years ago. And uh, the Project Stephen is a very beautiful gift that the diocese has for uh, those who are even in the least bit considering pursuing the diaconate um it meets every once once a month um on a thursday night uh keith and i would travel to uh, austin and we would hear deacons or deacons and their wives as you and veronica so graciously did for us Mm -hmm. a couple of years ago Mm -hmm. and um so i'm uh amazed and scared and (laughs) blessed by this process thus far but we're already experiencing um, that balance of your what your life, your family, your obligations to the church, and still having to study. And we submitted a paper last night at eleven uh, forty-five that was due at midnight. So um, we are beginning to resonate just a little bit with what you're saying. And uh, like you said yesterday, we. You're uh, were needed to do uh, this funeral today, and you're like, I know I have something else to do on the 28th, and oh yeah, that interview. <laughs> so uh, somehow yeah. we're managing. The Holy Spirit helps us keep all these balls up in the air. Um, yes, yes. 
every once in a while you got to get hit with the holy uh, two by four, but uh, <laughs> you get going. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, um, Deacon Paul, if you could, um, I'd like to play another uh, song of yours. So if you could uh, intro um, the song More Like Christ. I, I uh, had asked for our listeners, I had asked him to send a couple of MP3s so we could play them. And um, the, your notation underneath this one, uh, I'm still laughing about it, originally written as a theme for a conference. It ended up being a call to conversion and how uh, fascinating we think we're doing something for one reason and end up seeing mm-hmm. the whole other em- emph- emphasis that God wants us to hear and see. Yeah, I had been working with this song for for a while, and then I got deployed to Afghanistan. And one day, I was walking from my tent over to the uh, to the. Uh, it was either to go eat or go to the restroom and, and shave, and and uh, I I had these words just bouncing around in my head, and it, and it just kept coming back, and it and it was just just the few words that I needed to complete the the stuff that I was already working with, but it's. Uh, it's a pretty rousing song. The best part's really kind of at the end, but it's a very long song. I don't know if we can get through it. But, uh, yeah, that, you can play some of that. It's, it's a kind of, if you really say that you're for Christ, then, then here's what I have to say in this song. Awesome. I want to be, I want to see, I want to do more with my life. I want to live, I want to give, I want to live more like Christ. I want to be, can I be? Can I be more like Christ? You say that you want to change your life. You say that you're ready to live in the light. You say that you want to be more like Christ who lives within He wants us to be And wants us to see That we can all be more like Him It's time to clean house Let the light of the world Come into your life Time to let go and let God take total control and let His grace be yours. You say that you want to change your life. You say that you're ready to live in the light. You say that you want. To be more like Christ In every day We must become less And in every way Christ become more than Christ Who lives within He wants us to be And wants us to see That we can all be more like Him 
If you're just joining the show, uh, you are got to listen to a title track of a CD by Deacon J. Paul Rodriguez, More Like Christ. Invite you to uh, call in if you have any questions or comments uh, about his music. I think we're going to talk a little bit about how our listeners um, can get a hold of this music. But you could call at 85-LOVE-RED-C. That's 855 855- Six eight three seven three three two. It's always wonderful to hear the backstory of your thoughts as you were writing this song, and I'm I'm just amazed at uh, all that you've done thus vo- thus far and being in Afghanistan. So I thank you publicly for your uh, service to uh, your country and uh, to all of us um, here. So I do thank you for that part of your. Could you talk a little bit more about that? Um, your being a part of well, um, I guess just being out uh, for the first time, deployed to my family, and uh, out there a little more than a year, and in a really desolate kind of place where you know nothing was around you except the mountains and really a lot of beauty, believe it or not, um, and just being there with alone with God and, and the other soldiers. And I, I had to find, you know, make space for time with God. And every time I did, it would just seem like another song would come up and, and the words would just flow. It's almost like being uh, on a fast out in the desert, uh, which I basically was, you know, 7,300 feet above sea level and uh, just, spending time with God when I didn't have anything, anything, you know, uh, that I was doing and I was building a chapel while I was out there. It was the last thing I did, but in that chapel, we would sit and, uh, me and my friend and, and we would just contemplate all these thoughts. And as I would go to adoration every day, I would just find the word somehow and the Holy spirit would just make it come to life. So many of these songs on this CD come from that time uh, 2005 to 2006 when I was in that space. And so a lot can be said for if you give God the time, he will speak to you. He will, uh, he will, uh, be more, you'll be more aware of, of God in your life than, than ever before. And I really felt people's prayers, uh, keeping me safe in, in this place where so much chaos was going on at the time. Uh, but that's how a lot of these songs uh, uh, came about, and um, that one, uh, Far Off Place, is, is one pretty much about that whole time that I, that I was there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and your um, responsibilities was uh, of a chaplain? So uh, I'm a chaplain assistant on the Religious Affairs NCO, so uh, basically the chaplain's bodyguard whenever we were traveling and uh, also uh, helping soldiers have a, an avenue to their faith uh, worship uh, space and, and what they wanted to do for their, their faith group. And I would make sure that all that was available to, for them and that I would find a chaplain for their faith group. And, and that, that was my, my main responsibility. But when I'm on the base and we're not going outside uh, visiting any, any of the troops, 
I would, uh, because I was a, a engineer, a, a combat engineer in, 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 the, in the Army Reserves, I was put to task to help build some of the things that were going on in our base. And there were a lot of things <laughs> that had to be built. But the last thing that I was avail- available for me to do was build a chapel. And so I, I built a chapel inside the tent. And it lasted for years um, and got blown up, uh, I think, 2013, 2014. But it's, it's, an ama- it's another story that's just amazing uh, about what happened on that fob for after, after we left and how many Catholic priests and, and, um, that came to that camp and just because we had that chapel and a tabernacle. And so, so you all had the Blessed um, Sacrament available at all times yes. there? Oh, I find that just so very fascinating yeah. and um, consoling. At We're very blessed here uh, in Bryan College Station to have a perpetual adoration at two of our parishes and, um, and our adoration chapel at St. Anthony's uh, is built in a way that you can expose and repose by just uh, simply opening some little windows. But... Um, and those opportunities uh, to go and sit one-on-one with um, mm-hmm. with the Lord. And, um, it, was, it was a wonderful experience. Uh, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. It really taught me a lot, and uh, I grew quite a bit. And the friend who was with me, he was helping me build it, he also became a deacon after that experience. He went back to his diocese and became a deacon. Oh, my goodness. Um, who who would have, you know, I'm sure you didn't go there thinking that would be, you know, God never disappoints and he can, he's, we're always outdone in his generosity. Um, I'd like to move, give the opportunity to listen uh, to the, uh, the next song that you suggested, um, I Am the Reason Why, seems like a a good segue into that. Um, tell us a little bit about the song, and we'll play um, some of it. Truly, truly a gift of the Holy Spirit. I, we were talking around the table, my wife and I, about you know pro-life, and what have we given to pro-life, and what have we done? And I said, you know, I said, well, we should write a song. And so <laughs> I started writing some notes down, and uh, by the and like in just a few minutes, I had several things that I, I just just kind of felt, well, what would I say if I was talking from the baby's experience, you know, and, and maybe it wasn't the right kind of uh, a situation that a baby is happily accepted. And then, but if the mother does accept the child, you know, what then happens? Uh, how, how would that change things? And so I, I was encouraged by all the, the work that the diocese does for for pregnant mothers and uh, maternity homes and and all that and I wanted to write something so I did and I sent it to a, a Sherry Lamont a friend of mine in in radio and she uh, was hosting Mary's Touch at the time and she called me back after I'd been gone a few days on my annual training and uh, she was frantic about hey I need I need your permission to use this song I need to send it to a friend, and she did. I said, yeah, sure, and she sent it to another radio program in San Francisco, and long story short, it made it on their program as their opening 
song and then their featured song during the the break with Father Pavone and and everybody sitting around talking about uh, pro-life and the March for Life in San Francisco. I think that was 2015. So kind of my claim to fame, but uh, I I welcome any any pro-life group to use this song any way they want. I have no, uh, I don't ask for anything for it. Just, Just use it. Awesome. And, we're uh, we're going to listen to We're going to listen to a little yeah. bit of it right now. Okay. In your womb I stay and play and have my being. In your womb I'm made. I grow, I sleep, I'm feeling. And no matter the reason why I am here and waiting. I am alive. Am I the reason why you cry and say life's over? Can't you feel that I'm inside, alive and growing? And no matter the reason why. Thank you so much for that song uh, and sharing about the thoughts behind it. Um, we we have about five minutes left, Deacon Paul, and um, I want to just kind of quickly mention, you, you've you mentioned your wife, uh, Veronica. Y'all have been married for 34 years. Um, yeah. You're a deacon at St. Margaret Mary in Cedar mm-hmm. Park, and you have children, Joseph, Natalie, and Alexandria. And I uh, talked a little bit with you yesterday uh, about your life, balancing your life, the call to the diaconate, and uh, the busyness of all of that. Um, my my daughters are 26 and 20, and so our beginning uh, of the road to the diaconate, uh, our youngest was a senior in high school and was already kind of in the rhythm of... Uh, supporting us in the time that, I mean, we travel to Austin every other weekend. Um, so the, just the time away from the house, 
Um, so I wanted to give you the opportunity to share a little bit about that and how you certainly have a lot of different worlds uh, coming together on your day to day and give you the opportunity uh, to talk a little bit about that and encourage our listeners. Well, the, you know, the kids were, uh, the two oldest were teenagers at the time and uh, they had a lot of fun with the other, other uh, couples that also had uh, older children. Or, uh, I think some had a little bit younger, but mostly the same age. Alexandra didn't come about. She was, she was still, uh, my wife was pregnant. Uh, the, the year that, that we were going through the last, well, the last year mm-hmm. and Alexandra was born after, after ordination. So, uh, she's only known me as a deacon, I see. Um, <laughs> but, uh, the other two are grown. Uh, my daughter just got married last December and my son is, uh, all of them are music inclined. So my son's in New York, uh, trying to make his way in Broadway and opera up there and uh, my daughters and her new husband are, have uh, taken to live with us so that we can uh, help them find a place and uh, they can they want to move back here to Cedar Park and and uh, have a life close to home. Um, my life is I'm, I'm looking at retiring from the military next April uh, be, and uh, and that will free up my weekends again and uh, see what I can do with, with that. I, I'm hoping to have more studio time and, and, and helping other young musicians, uh, at least younger than me, uh, <laughs> and, and helping them. God, God, you know, answered my prayers, but uh, he waited till I was, you know, a little, a little long in the tooth. And uh, I said, well, that's your plan, Lord. It wasn't mine, but that's your plan. So I'll just, do what you tell me to do next. I won't. I won't. Uh, I won't be impatient anymore. So I guess, like Abraham, you know, saying, you know, I know that I'm going to be the father of many, but uh, we're getting old here. Yeah. <laughs> What's going to happen? So I, I hear you because I'm pretty sure I'm older than you, but that's okay too. Um, <laughs> how can our listeners um, get a hold of your music, and how do we? Let's talk just a few minutes about your studio and how um, that day-to-day okay. kind of a thing. Well, uh, Studio K is privately owned. Uh, my producer, Kevin Green, uh, a wonderful man and, and very, very talented, uh, had put this all together, the, the photograph on the on the CD and everything. So we figured out how to do all this, and we, we designed it after a Nashville studio, and it's got all the bells and whistles. And uh, But we both work. We both have families. Um, so we're trying to help uh, uh, those that come to us through God, through the Holy Spirit, and, and helping them begin something like what I did and eventually get them to a, a place where they have their music out there and at very little cost. I mean, the cost is that we ask, they help, you know, improve the studio a little bit and, you know, by contributing to it and, and uh, for the next person that comes along and, and we help them. So that's kind of our, was our vision and, and hopefully God and us, you know, come together on that. And, uh, but the music, my music itself is on, like anybody else is on cdbaby.com, iTunes and Amazon. Just look up Deacon Paul 
and more like Christ, and that'll get you right to it. I do have CDs if somebody wants the words and all that kind of stuff that goes with CDs, but we don't find many people have CD players anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> our next uh, our next projects are going to be all digital, um, but but that way we we wanted to have something in our hand and something that we could give to somebody and. So we ordered a few of those. And, awesome. And people can still get those by contacting me, St. Margaret Mary, Deacon Paul at stmargaretmary.com. And we can get we can get a CD out to anyone. Uh, we only ask for donations. Um, we're not asking for a set amount of, of cash or anything like that. Great. Well, and, Deacon, uh, Deacon Bill uh, Scamardo is one of your biggest fans and um, invited oh, yeah. me to come by and pick up a CD. But... Um, I, I want to thank you for being here and uh, thank you for your awesome witness to uh, the Holy Spirit using you in not only in this uh, music, but in your um, great example as a, a father and a husband and a soldier and a deacon and all of those kind of things. And uh, you sent me this last track uh, as a gift to me, but I'm going to share it with our listeners, uh, this beautiful prayer, the church. Uh, and we're going to just let it play as the show ends. And so I, I thank our listeners for being here. And I pray that we uh, have just the holiest of Holy Week as we enter the Triduum. And uh, thank you for being here. Oh, you're most welcome. Yeah. Mm-hmm.